Thanks for listening to the Dearest Doula Podcast. I'm your host, Natalie Sines, and this is episode 114. Welcome, dearest doula community. I am really excited to introduce you to today's guest. She is a birth doula offering full spectrum care and is currently serving clients in the Washington, D.C. metro area. Ladies and gentlemen, it's my pleasure to welcome to the show Miss Ashley Medley. How are you doing today, Ashley? Hi, Natalie. I'm great. I'm happy to be on the podcast. Oh, awesome. Thank you. Well, it's so good to have you on today's show, and I'm really excited to share your birth worker feature with our listeners. But before we do that, um, I already gave our listeners just a really brief introduction. Why don't you take a minute to tell us a little more about yourself? Um, I'm a birth doula, taking independent clients as well as uh, working along with a birth doula agency with two other birth doulas. And I've been attending birth for two years. I am also a volunteer abortion doula with DC Doulas for Choice. I've been supporting abortions with them for just over three years. And I take an estimated, I take four estimated due dates per month, and I try to work one to two shifts at the health clinic. Um, for terminations each month. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for sharing that with us. And so, um, so yeah, Ashley, thank you so much for coming on and for being willing to glean some insights and share your experiences with us today. Now, you it sounds like you do wear several hats in the birth worker world. And one mm-hmm. of those, you know, being that full spectrum doula support is something that we haven't had on the show before. So we are just going to go ahead and throw out a trigger warning to our listeners. Dearest Doula is a platform for all kinds of birth workers to come on and share what their insights and journeys have been on. And so we completely understand and respect if some of today's content isn't for you. And we invite you to check out any of our other episodes or to just keep listening in with an open heart and mind because again you never know what kind of insights and what kind of perspectives you might glean from our from our stories today so just throwing out that trigger warning and we'll we'll see what happens with the rest of today's episode um, so before we get into your origin story, Ashley, the other thing I really like to do is challenge my speakers to get down to the meat and potatoes of what it is that they offer. Now, this is something I know I struggled with a lot in my beginnings as a doula, was trying to explain what it is that a doula does to someone that, that's never heard of that before. So I can only imagine that that problem might be a little more compounded when you say mm-hmm. you offer full-spectrum doula care. So if you wouldn't mind just kind of sharing with us what that little elevator speech sounds like when you're talking to people who've, who've never heard of that kind of work before. So I live in D.C. where most people are lawyers or policy experts. So a doula is definitely not somebody that you're going to meet at a you know networking event or a cocktail party or something. So, um, so typically people will say, you know, what do you do? And I say, uh, and I respond with the question, oh, do you know what a doula is? Um, and they, you know, either say, yes, we used one. I loved our doula or, um, or they think it's my name or they say, you know, like a what now, you know? So, um, and I think it was a recent like interview I heard on your podcast where somebody said it inevitably, it inevitably turns into a conversation of, so what's the difference between a doula and a midwife? Right. Um, <laughs> uh, so I try to, I try to meet people where they are, um, and I just generally kind of say it's a person who supports people through pregnancy, labor, birth, 
Um, and then if they're interested in hearing more, it can turn into a pretty long conversation. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Cool. So. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Well, I, I really like the idea of just meeting people where they're at. And I think I was the one that shared in my episode that um, I know, at least for me, that stands true, mm-hmm. that it is always inevitably trying to define the differences and, you know, what between the doula and the yeah. midwife's role. So, yeah. so, yeah, no, great. Awesome. Well, thank you for that. And so now we're ready to jump into your origin story. And this is just really where you share with us what inspired you to pursue what it is that you're doing in the birth worker world today. And this looks different for everybody, and I'm really excited to share this because this show is created for that new and prospective birth worker. And I can't think of anything that's more that was more inspiring to me as a beginner than hearing how other people were called to this line of work and were able to make it work through whatever was going on in their lives. So when sharing that with us, Ashley, if you wouldn't mind touching on what you were doing prior to becoming a birth worker, and mm-hmm. if there was anything in particular that was holding you back or that you had to take into consideration when making that transition if you wouldn't mind touching on that we'd love to hear how that worked for you yeah I mean it's kind of a meandering story so I'll try to sum it up (laughs) but I've um, I've always been fascinated um, and drawn to just women in general Um, I in college I majored in sociology and my senior year my college advisor brought me in and said, did you know that you had a minor in women's studies? We need to include it on your diploma. And <laughs> so I had minored in women's studies without even realizing it just by taking things like women in society, women in the Bible, goddess worship, um, things like that. So mm-hmm. I have just always been really, really, really drawn to a collective group of women. Um, in college, I also, I interned at Planned Parenthood. I organized World AIDS Day for the county health department. I worked at a homeless shelter um, with uh, women and newborn infants. Um, I finished college um, and, and I went to grad school for public policy, specifically global medical policy, because after spending my undergrad in sociology, I felt pretty heartbroken by the state of the world and all its injustices. Um, In grad school, I studied abroad in South Africa where I researched maternal health um, and transmission of HIV to newborns um, and health clinic care. So after that, I worked at an international NGO where I did program work on maternal health globally. I think it was then that I was struck the most by the dire need for skilled birth attendants. Um, a friend of mine insists that in any job interview I have for the rest of my life, I should include this brief story where um, I had to get visas for a group of a group of midwives um, just two months after South Sudan became a country. And it was impossible. I mean, the embassy was like based out of a hotel in DuPont Circle here in D.C. Um, I went to the midwife who had asked me to help them and told her, like, look, this is impossible. And she said, well, women are dying and it's not from the war. Um, And I just felt like, oh, God, like, I got to get this. (laughs) I got to do this. Mm. I finally got them into Kenya and – and then they drove like in a Land Rover across the border where wherever yeah. the border was. So um, and I just I just felt like this incredible sense of like, this is so important. Um, anyway, I started uh, first by kind of at that time kind of telling myself like, OK, I'll get coffee with a doula 
and see what I think. And like, you know, like an informational interview kind of thing. Um, it was one of the things on my like 27 before, before I turned 27 things to do list was just get coffee <laughs> with a doula. Um, the only doula I could find was an abortion doula. And I had, I didn't even know that they existed. So I was very excited. I didn't even know what an abortion doula was. I barely knew what a doula was. Um, and I was very energized by that conversation. Just felt like an incredible um, I don't know. I guess I calling is, is what they call it. Um, mm -hmm. so I applied to train with the DC doulas for choice, which is, which this doula was connected to, um, got an interview, got trained, passed my criminal background check, shadowed a doula on a shift at the clinic. And, um, I guess that like that first shift, um, you know, I came home that day, wiped, out like completely exhausted um I had to like cancel any plans I had the rest of the day and take a bath and go to bed early that night but <laughs> I was um really exploding with purpose I mean I still remember the women from that day um you know these three years later um it was just it was an incredible sense of like this is this is why I'm here and uh a month later I did my my birth doula training with Dona and um I want to say the rest is history <laughs> So, yeah, of course, oh, it's not, amazing. of course, it, like very difficult, you know, process to transition from, you know, an office job where I also felt um, I was contributing in some ways, but definitely nothing compared to what I was doing as a doula. So that was difficult money wise, you know, family relationships, all of that. That was difficult for sure. Mm -hmm. Well, I mean, it's very clear and you hit it right on the head when you were giving kind of summing everything up at the end that you were exploding with purpose. And that certainly comes across <sighs> in your origin story with us. And so I'm so thankful that we got to hear that. And I feel yeah. like we could dedicate a whole episode to your origin story and just diving in a little deeper because <laughs> it sounds really fascinating. But um, yeah, but we'll go ahead and, and let that go for today and just uh, move forward with our segment. But um, but yeah, really tremendous. And I'm so glad that we're getting to touch on on this um, lesser known aspect of doula services, you know, and doula mm -hmm. support that you're, you're involved with today. And so mm -hmm. the next segment that we really like to touch on is to highlight a time where you've experienced a big struggle as a birth worker. And this looks again, just like our origin story, this can look very different for everybody. For mm -hmm. some people, this is in our doula roles, trying to provide care and perhaps being um, met with an unexpected outcome or a client who's going through a hard time. This can be on the more business side of things. Whatever it was for you, we'd really like for you to take us to that specific moment in time where you just hit your lowest of low and maybe even thought to yourself that you weren't sure whether or not doula work was something that you should go on with. Um, I feel like this is so important for our listeners because birth work isn't all sunshine and daisies and we do have our ups and downs and our big moments of struggle. And by sharing those, we're offering support. We're letting them know that, that this isn't unique to them, that this isn't um, mm -hmm. something that they can't work through. And then I think it's going to also be really inspiring to hear how you were able to work through whatever it was that your particular struggle was. So whenever you're ready, we're ready to hear it. Oh my gosh. Okay. So this, um, so this is a, a big question because I think I feel this way at least once a month. Wow. And 
it's well it's often coupled with sleep deprivation uh-huh. and uh and hunger and the other the other things that make us not the best decision makers so whenever i do kind of face that or, or for um so so it's so we're having this conversation in may and mm-hmm. i have missed two births this year so far and both of them were because i was at another birth and um, and that's, that was also very difficult. Um, a friend of mine had wrote, had me write down on a post-it and put it up uh, above my desk. The birds that we miss are in service to the ones that we make. And it, that has really helped me. Um, I do want to talk mostly about abortion work today though, because I think listeners will be most interested to know about it, but, um, sure. I also can't help but kind of weave these two roles together. So my, um, go back to my most difficult abortion story. Um, difficult for me that is, uh, as the doula was one where this woman had, um, kind of a stoic affect when I first met her. Um, she responded that, yes, she wanted me with her. That's all. Like there was no like chatty follow-up. How are you doing today? Anything like that? Um, so we're together in the procedure room before, um, before anyone else is in there. I think the nurse was kind of just gathering things behind us. Um, she was getting a local abortion procedure, which means that her cervix is numbed with lidocaine, but she's not given any anesthesia for sedation. So the best I can kind of um, explain that to birth workers who've never been in a termination before is imagine um, imagine the repairs done after vaginal tearing. That's the same amount of like no, the level of numbness for a local abortion. Um, so there's a number of reasons also why people have this versus a surgical abortion or a medical abortion, um, cost mostly, but wanting to be awake and aware. Um, this is only to say that this particular woman was having a local procedure. So, um, so I noticed a C-section scar, um, as I, as we were, you know, sitting there and I said, Oh, do you have kids? Um, so most women who get abortions do have kids and they love talking about their kids. And so I talk often with, with women about their families. She nodded and asked, and I asked, um, Oh, what are their names? She told me two names, a little boy and a little girl name. Um, I asked how old they were and they, she said they would have been five and seven. They were killed in a house fire with my husband, their dad four years ago. Oh my gosh. And then the doctor walked in <laughs> to do her procedure and I was standing there, um, you know, shocked. I wasn't ready for that one. And this woman had been very calm, you know, like I said, very kind of like stoic almost before, um, in all of our interactions so far, then the procedure was about to begin and she started to panic. Um, and I was, you know, me standing there learning this about her, um, you know, to some degree I was probably panicking too, but to calm her down and to calm myself down, I said, okay, we're doing this together. Uh, we're going to breathe in and breathe out. So I took a deep breath in with her. And as soon as the procedure began, I started counting, um, local procedures are very quick. Abortion procedures generally are very quick. Um, I started counting up to 10. So like, okay, we're going to get through this together. Deep breath. One, two, three. So I got all the way up to 10 and then I counted back down from 10. So 10, nine, eight. 
And by the time I was back at one and I was kind of slowing up my counting and speeding up my counting, depending on like how the procedure was going. And the doctor, by the time I got to one, the doctor announced it was over and we were both calmer. Um, this one has stayed with me, I think for obvious reasons, you know, um, Mm -hmm. But many stories are like this. And I like what I like about this story is that you have no idea what people are going to hand you when supporting a pregnancy experience. You know, even in births, you don't know. Um, right. When I'm doing my prenatals with women who have no kids and I ask, oh, is this the first time you're being you're this is this the first time you're pregnant? Um, the answer is mostly yes, but it's often no. And we have to have that story with us or processed through us for this pregnancy to end in a birth. Um, so yeah, I, um, I recently, I was with this upper class white woman. She had a seven year old daughter, 37 years old, married for 12 years. I asked her this question and she said, uh, about, about previous pregnancies. And she said, I've been pregnant 11 times in my life, once with my daughter and the rest were losses and terminations for fetal anomalies. And let's, let's have a baby. So it was just like, yeah, let's have a baby, (laughs) you know, um, every single one of us holds stories in our bodies and we have a history and a relationship with that part of our body, whether it's a happy, healthy birth experience, a well trauma from pain, Mm -hmm. um, trauma from a sexual assault or previous losses or infertility, we all have something. And I see my job as an abortion doula as the same as with birth work. And that's to eliminate trauma in that part of our bodies. That was beautifully said. And I'm sorry, (laughs) I, I struggle for words on, um, on my reactions to these, these experiences, just because this is definitely out of my my I don't even know what to say like out of my circle or out of my knowledge breadth or anything like that but um I was immediately struck by this just this deep element of humanity that you brought by sharing these these experiences with us you know this is something that I I never learned about in my doula training and I think most people know don't Mm -hmm. and that we can only imagine or assume or even stereotype when we think about you know that's such a terrible thing but to to do when Mm -hmm. we think about the care and Mm -hmm. the clients and you you just remove the humanity from it and so you bringing Mm -hmm. that back and you focusing on what it is that you offer and what those clients were going through and like you said you're just trying to help eliminate trauma um it just makes me incredibly grateful that there are people like you doing this um, for the women that need that help. So, so thank you so much for sharing. I'm sorry I don't have a lot more to add, uh, you know, to comment on that. But I'm just <laughs> no. Taking I it think in that's too. perfect. Yeah, no, I think that's perfect, and it's also part of the reason why I wanted to focus today mostly on my abortion work is because you know we know or not you know obviously this podcast is focused for the new doulas, so we don't know you know how difficult it can be but I think the experience of of abortion work definitely needs to be shared more often um so I appreciate the platform to to share it too oh we're happy to have you here yeah um so our next segment focuses on sort of the flip side of that moment of struggle and it is diving into a time where you experienced what 
here on this show, we call the movie moment, but more simply put, it's just a time as a birth worker where you thought to yourself, this, this is why I do what I do. I was meant to be right here, right now. And the funny thing about that is, you know, maybe movie moment is the totally wrong term because a lot of times <laughs> we do have guests that come on and they share these moments of, um, really sometimes it's heartbreak sometimes it's incredible pain sometimes it's adversity but um so it is it isn't always this beautiful bright and shiny moment but it's just definitely a reaffirming moment as a birth worker and so whatever that was whatever that moment was for you if you wouldn't mind sharing that with us we'd love to hear it yeah um I couldn't agree more. It's just like, oh, this is a very sad movie if we're watching this movie. (laughs) Um, But, um, you know, there are times when, you know, after like a really, really, you know, beautiful, awesome birth, like you just think like, oh my God, like my life kicks ass. Like Mm -hmm. I get to be here and I get to support this woman and she gets to like push her sweaty face up into my neck and whisper to herself. I can't do it. And I get to be the person that says, yeah, you can, you are. So I feel incredibly privileged during those moments. But, um, again, I want to, I want to focus more on abortion work here. So, um, at last year I had the incredibly, and I feel self-conscious actually sharing this with you, Natalie, as somebody who is very pregnant at this point. But, um, I, at last year I I had a very heartbreaking experience supporting one of my birth clients through a stillbirth at 40 weeks. Mm. And we had arrived at the hospital in early labor with no heartbeat. It was, um, in my experience as an abortion doula, very much served me during that loss and that labor and that postpartum period. Um, But the movie moment I want to share about was actually four months later at the clinic. Um, And I was training a new abortion doula. I had arrived late. I had car trouble. It was the week of Christmas. I had recently gone through a breakup. I was really stressed out. (laughs) And um, so I was a little frazzled kind of doing my intro with this trainee. And I remember like taking a deep breath. We called the first patient back to offer doula services. And uh, I sat down with her and smiled and I said, hey, how are you? And she teared up and said, not good. And she started sobbing and this is, you know, common enough. Um, Mm -hmm. So I wasn't really thrown by this. And then she caught her breath and she said, I'm so sorry. I lost my daughter to SIDS earlier this year. And, um, and I just, I suddenly became a birth doula in this room for this woman, you know, Um, Mm -hmm. because now today's procedure is not about losing this pregnancy, or it is about losing this pregnancy, but now today's procedure is about losing her daughter all over again. And my job is now to hold both of these experiences with her. So I really drew from my stillbirth loss on that day um, and was just very grateful that I had had that experience on board because I think it really, really served me that day. And also just very grateful that I was the doula that day at the clinic, that we got to have this experience together. So um, I, yeah, I don't know what else to say about that. That um, It just, you know, it, it's just this incredible uh, moment of, you know, one of the things that 
I say about doula work is that doula work has made me, um, has shown me, not just taught me, but shown me the deep, deep beauty and sacredness and profanity of life. Um, that just as beautiful as life can be. And there's nothing too beautiful for life. There is nothing too horrible for life. And, and doulas are there for all of it. So it was just a moment of very raw, um, sorrow in that, on that day. Um, but, but, but also my movie moment, right. It was, um, you know, no sunshine and daisies as far as I could see, but, um, but definitely one where I felt a tremendous sense of, of purpose. That's beautiful. Again, I, I have nothing to add. I feel like you said it all and you put it all out there. And um, again, just thank you from the bottom of my heart for having the bravery and the heart to share that with us and to share that with our listeners. And um, I think that we're all finding a lot of value and a lot of lessons and a lot of heart in the testimonies that you're sharing with us today. So again, all I can really say is thank you so much. So, yeah. Um, I'm at a, I don't know. I, I feel like I'm sucking as a host right now. I don't know what else to say, <laughs> but yeah, no, that's just, it is what all. it is. No. <laughs> okay. I mean, it's a huge, it's a huge topic. I mean, yeah. um, like just doula work or birth work or, you know, the, this enormous umbrella term. So I, um, I know that kind of what I'm offering today is not, you know, the same as like acupuncture or chiropractic care or anything so (laughs) so yeah Yeah. we can we can go off off script a little bit if you want (laughs) awesome all right well um before we move into the nitty-gritty ashley we're going to pause for a quick moment to get a word in from our sponsors are you a doula or childbirth professional who wants to deliver the best experience to your clients do you also want to make sure you're being smart about the best ways to run your business If so, consider joining Your Birth Experience. Their training and curriculum is used nationwide by childbirth professionals who learn how to connect with clients, identify their needs, and equip them for their own unique experiences. Participants of Your Birth Experience will also learn valuable branding, sales, marketing, and pricing strategies. They empower you with confidence by combating myths with facts, using simple and effective training techniques, and by getting you the tools and resources you need to make informed decisions. So learn more about their step-by-step training process by visiting them at yourbirthexperience.com and use the code DEAREST-DOULA for 10% off your purchase. Do you want to build a doula business that supports you as well as your clients? If you love being a doula with all of your heart, yet struggle to find clients to grow a thriving business, Babo Mia's Don't Doula It Yourself Business Trainings and Memberships are here to guide you every step of the way. Whether you want trainings on social media, goal setting, marketing, or more, they have trainings that you're going to absolutely love. So be sure to visit them at training.babomia.com and click on the pay-per-view tab for a complete list of trainings, including a pretty amazing and totally free business prep school video series. You can also use the code DEAREST to get 50% off any of the pay-per-view videos or monthly membership. Again, that website was training.babomia.com. And Babomia, excuse me, Babomia is spelled B-E-B-O-M-I-A. 
All right, Ashley, we are back and ready to dive into the nitty gritty where we just get to know a little bit about what makes you work on a deeper level. So to begin, what would you say is your biggest strength as a birth worker? I think I'm a good listener. Um, Beyond that, I like listening. Like, I enjoy it. (laughs) Um, You know, I'm a fairly introverted person, so that's where I feel most at home is kind of, like, waiting and listening. Uh, I feel like it serves me, too, that I I don't have a pregnancy story of my own um, because there's a different type of space in my heart to allow someone to completely share with me how they're processing what's happening. Um, I'm not even tempted to say, oh, I know how you feel, or mine was different, or I gained as much weight as you have, and my babies weren't too big, so neither will yours. You know, There's not even an accident for me to say that. Like, It's just not there, so I get to hold all of the space for her in those moments. That's beautiful. I love that you're able to highlight that as a strength and not only yeah. to highlight it, but just to explain it so well. You have a completely open heart to make room for them and their stories and their experiences. So I love that. Awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, on the flip side, what would you say is your biggest weakness as a birth worker? It's it's totally an uphill battle for me to do self-care, right? Um, <laughs> I, go, I go until I crash and then I can't help anyone. So it's... Um, it's definitely something that I really, really struggle with. And I think a lot of us probably do, but, um, my, you know, birth is not scheduled at all. Very rarely is it scheduled. That is, um, my, my shifts at the clinic are always scheduled. And in order to be the emotional support to these patients and enter into every conversation with someone soft and warm and open and safe for people, I have to take care of myself. So I think that abortion work has really, um, really defined, really, really driven that point home for me. Um, I think a lot of birth workers or women in general really struggle with taking care of ourselves first. Um, I, I definitely do that. So, um, I don't know, I kind of created a, a, like an almost ritual for the night before I have an early morning shift at the clinic where I eat a good dinner. I take like an Epsom salt bath. I meditate. I go to bed early. Um, this, you know, this is definitely like jumped over into birth work where it's like, okay, if I am telling my client that she needs to take it easy and rest because this is early labor and guess who else needs to do that? (laughs) Like, um, I, I do like, I need to like calm my heart, my body. I need rest because if I'm not strong enough, like none, none of us is. So yeah. Exactly. Okay. Self-care is a doozy. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Um, what is one thing that has you inspired right now? My sister, um, inspires me. She, um, she has five and a half years sober and is graduating with her bachelor's this year after really like 10 years working on it and is starting her master's this fall. She blows my mind. She, she reminds me to live presently and take care of myself and, and all of those things. So, yeah. I can't oh, help that's it. Beautiful. Yeah. It's my, <laughs> Congratulations. My All right. What is one book that you would recommend to the Dearest Doula community and why? Oh, God. Okay. So for birth workers or for the doulas, anything by Pema Chodron. She is a Buddhist, and the practice of mindfulness has really changed my life. Um, and for 
the mamas or for actually birth workers as well. Um, mindful birthing is a really great, is really great for this. Um, it emphasizes that having your ideal birth is not the goal. Um, you don't need to be working on that throughout pregnancy, but rather prepare yourself to be comfortable with the birth that you end up having with the knowledge that you've done everything you can to prepare. Um, so I, I especially, I, I mean, I almost like would buy it for my VBAC moms because there's so much, you know, invested in, in birth and to be, um, to feel like you didn't fail or anything like that when the birth outcome is something that you defined as less than ideal. So, yeah. Awesome. What is one item other than yourself that you consider your must have as a doula? Um, I was called in for backup to a birth recently um, of a second time mom who was going pretty quickly. And I only made it into the room about 45 minutes before baby was born. And I walked in, I tossed down my bag, I grabbed my peppermint oil and that was all I needed. <laughs> so, and, and, uh, and as I think about it too, you know, if I, if I don't have my peppermint oil with me for a birth, then I kind of wonder what I'm supposed to be doing there. So, <laughs> um, yeah, I use peppermint oil for vomiting, for nausea. Um, you know, transition is a rough time. So, um, peppermint oil for birth and uh, clary sage for both terminations and births I use. Okay, cool. Mm-hmm. And now, okay, so this next question is a bit of a doozy. Let's say you woke up tomorrow in a completely new town. Your food and shelter are taken care of, and you have $300. What steps would you take in the next 10 days to build your business? Um, so I think that I would find, I mean, most of my, um, most of my clients come on referrals. Um, I get I get referred expressly because I have experience with terminations and people have either passed, uh, they've either had past losses or past termination and they are looking for somebody expressly for that. Now I say that as, as I'm sure that I am not chosen to be a doula for the exact same reason. Right. Um, Mm -hmm. so I think I would find like the nearest OBGYN or abortion clinic and bring them bagels and coffee and ask them to ask to talk to the health educator or owner or, whoever about creating an abortion doula collective that serves their patients, um, establish a relationship with a provider and then kind of recruit volunteer doulas from then on. I think the rest I would use for like travel expenses, um, to get the volunteer doulas to the clinic. Uh, we're all volunteers and we run entirely on donations. So any food we provide at trainings or gas to get there, Metro stipends go a long way. Now, whether it comes to business building, attracting clients, or marketing your brand, what are some strategies that you've implemented that you really feel have helped to elevate your business? Um, so for birth, I send a postcard to the family at, when on the one-year uh, birthday. And at the postnatal, which I don't know if that goes anywhere, right? <laughs> I just send it. <laughs> um, but 
But at my postnatal sessions with families, I give them a congratulations note, you know, saying something, you know, in particular about them, you know, like your baby is so lucky to have such a strong mom or such funny parents or anything like that. Um, And I give them a little sample of mother's milk tea. Um, Again, I really believe it's all about referrals, though. And I ask, um, so at those postnatal sessions, I ask my clients to write me a doula match review And I ask them to thank the person who referred them to me or told them to get a doula because I figure that's my original source, right? So whether it was their massage therapist, my like yoga instructor, midwife, OBGYN, you know, neighbor, coworker, I don't really care. Um, So I got one client from them, so there could certainly be more, right? So, yeah. Okay, awesome. And then lastly, what is a success quote that inspires you? I couldn't choose between two, so I have two, okay? <laughs> one is one is by Pema Chodron, who I mentioned earlier. She says, we don't set out to save the world. We set out to wonder how other people are doing and to reflect on how our actions affect other people's hearts. Mm. And I like that because I can easily get very overwhelmed at the thought of maternal health in Haiti, you know, post earthquake Mm -hmm. or anything like that. And so I need to be, I need to remind myself sometimes it's not my job to save the world. It's not even in my capacity to save the world. All I can do is to, like I said earlier, yeah, to, to eliminate the trauma that is happening in women's bodies. And that's, and that's what I'm responsible for. And not even, that's what I've decided to be responsible for. The other one is um, the Sufi poet Rumi, and he says, let the beauty you love be the beauty you do. And kind of like in my, like at the beginning here where I said, I just love women. I love their strength. I love their power. I love their vulnerability. Um, So when I walk into the clinic or into a delivery room, I hold that close. Love this woman. Let your goal not be an unmedicated birth or that she lays still for the doctor or that she not cry or that she, you know, can eat. I don't know, whatever it is. Let her feel held and loved today. And that's my job done well. Gosh, that was so beautiful. Awesome. Well, Ashley, the Dearest Doula community truly believes that what you do matters. So let's go ahead and wrap up today with you sharing a parting piece of guidance for our listeners, a little bit more about your business and the best way we can connect with you, and then we'll say goodbye. Um, my parting piece of wisdom is to find a mentor. Um, I have several. I have, you know, a lactation mentor. I have a birth work mentor. I have an abortion work mentor. Um, and just to kind of surround yourself with people who are smarter than you. (laughs) Um, and that like, that's been my kind of, um, my, my, my mantra as I've like become, as I've been an adult, right. (laughs) Is surround yourself with people who are smarter than you so that you can learn from them. Um, so, um, Oh shoot! What was the rest of it? Oh, oh how um, to get in touch with me? A little bit more about right yeah. your business and the best way to connect. Um, so my um, my particular like individual website is. Oh my god! I need to look. Oh no! I hear it is. Um, it is Ashley Medley Doula Weebly dot com. 
and that is my individual site. Um, my Twitter also, I use Twitter a lot is at Ashley Medley one. That's how I got connected to you, Natalie. Um, and, um, and then the DC doulas for choice collective is at DC doulas for choice dot wordpress.com. And we rarely use Twitter. So it's at DC doulas, but wait forever. No one will respond. <laughs> and also, um, I am, a a doula with birth you desire um in dc and that is birth awesome well the dearest doula community will be able to find links to everything of value including all of the best ways to connect with you by going to dearestdoula.com clicking on that podcast button and finding your name in the archives or by simply typing in Ashley Medley, M-E, or I'm sorry, Medley is spelled M-E-D-L-E-Y. If you type that in the search bar, you should have this episode's show notes page pop right up. Ashley, again, just a huge and tremendous thank you from the very bottom of my heart for coming on today's show and for sharing all of your unique insights and experiences into birth work today. The Dearest Stula community sends you a big warm hug and thanks to your episode interview we're now all one step closer to being connected educated and empowered and we hope you just have a great day thank you very much natalie too (laughs) 